What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I'm gonna hit record, but I'm ready whenever you are. Does it look like I'm ready? I've always been ready. I've been ready since first call. I am ready. Roll! All right, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm recording, nerd. All right, go. Interesting. Oh, oh, my bad. <sighs> yes, hi. Welcome back to the 80 Miles Per Hour podcast. This is me, a very um, emotional and... Slightly upset but excited host, Renata. And I'm your co-host, but the better host, Sanch. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. This is episode 11, right? No, 12, 12. Damn you! (laughs) Episode 12, we had a cool uh, episode last week, a very awesome Little surprise that we get, we did for you guys. Uh, we did a April Fool's joke to all our fans. We recorded a whole episode of The Goonies, uh, one of the, like I said, biggest beloved '80s movies uh, of you know of that whole decade. Like all the films that had to be in, we're like, okay, this one I think is anticipated. You know, we people are the Goonies, and so I was like, all right, perfect time to do an April Fool's joke. And people just figured it was editing error. Uh, and it worked. It was awesome. Renata spoiled it on Twitter, though, too early, like a moron, when I spent all this time. Oh, you have to bring that up. <laughs> when I spent time making this whole, like, I was having issues doing the color on the text when I put April Fool's, but it was, but all in all, it worked out. We we tricked peeps, and it was fun. So, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's, uh, we got a lot to talk about. We have a special film that we're going to do before we get to that movie and everything. Let's get into some shout-outs. Fans. So, I really have no big, um, you know, just individual shout-outs today, but, um, I just want to give one huge thank you to all, all our fans. I mean... You, you've just been so supportive of us as the episodes keep going on. We get more and more follows, and people are interacting with us and enjoying in all the fun and the pictures that we put out and the videos. You guys are just awesome. That's why geeks must rule the world and nerds and anybody who seems to be different. I mean, I think everybody's different, in my opinion. But, you know, people... But we people like us that do things to amuse people who are interested in certain things. You guys, you guys are just awesome, and you guys just help us out, and you just interact. You guys are just awesome. I don't know how many times I'm going to say awesome because you guys are just legit. You're beautiful. Okay, I'm just going to say that you're yeah. beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. What's that? It's true. That song. Oh man, I'm picking an echo of myself on your computer. 
yeah, go, uh, going back to the shout-outs, though, uh, that, you know, we have no really specifics. I, I have no specifics because you are all incredibly awesome. Um, I guess, you know what, I would want to give out a shout-out to... Um, these are, you know, they, they tend to be repeat shout-outs, but it's only based on Monday's episode. Uh, giving out a shout-out to 805 Pete uh, for uh, figuring, you know... Uh, posting out there like hey what the hell like what's wrong with the episode <laughs> you know and he's like all worried like hey you know and that, that was cool like you know because i wanted i was hoping we would get a lot more posts and stuff and probably people just figured like ah oh, crap editing error or whatever and they probably just you know and then they saw our post so like oh cool so i know 805 pete for uh pointing out like hey do there's something wrong with your episode and likewise with adam barker for the same thing he's like he shouted us on twitter being like hey uh I think it's either it's my program or or, or something's wrong with the episode. So it was cool that, you know, some people actually uh, acknowledge the fact that, like, you know. Because with me, there's been times where I download a podcast and I'm like, oh, man, it's messed up. And I don't contact the Twitter or anything. <laughs> I, I just, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's messed up. So I, there was probably a lot of our fans that did that, just heard our episode. They're like, oh, man, it's messed up. They'll probably figure it out and fix it, you know. So they don't comment. But, you know, you, got, you had some. So that's why. Shout out to them for... For uh, leaving us a comment, I, we were laughing inside, and yeah, the following. Yeah, seriously, we were. Wait, but okay. So I found out eight oh five Pete when you put that comment. I was like, yes, like finally, somebody is wondering what's going on with the episode. Like all like successful evil plan for April Fools, and but you felt bad I, though. I did. Well, I I contacted Sancho. I was like, oh my god. I was like eight oh five Pete found out. I was like, I don't know if I could hold it back. And then like you know, he's like, don't do it. Don't fall into it. Don't tell him. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to tell him, but I, I feel so bad. So, I mean, because I told Sans that I've been in many situations where things just don't work, like when it comes to episodes, just like he said. But I legit want to know the answer. Like, I'm like, fix it now or I'm going to have the worst day ever. Like, uh, you could say I'm spoiled in a sense. Yeah. I mean, it does come off. You are. are. That's why you are the freaking, you're Claire. You're the princess in the breakfast club. That's why you are spoiled because you're, you, you are the princess. We talked about this before, man. You, you're, you're the only child. So of course you're going to be spoiled and the girl. I'm kind of spoiled. Kind of, but I have to get good grades though. And I have to be very respectable. If not, I don't get diddly squat. But here's the thing though. The school would not shut down if you missed the day of school. Because they honestly don't care about you because your school is now the drama department is doing the breakfast club without you after you graduated when you actually brought it up while you're at school. They're like, get out of here. And now that you're gone, they're like, all right, she's gone. Shh, let's let's do this. Let's do the breakfast club. And now Renata's so sad over this. Don't bring it up ever again. This is the last <laughs> time we are bringing this up. But the first time I bring it up on the show. <laughs> so our fans could hear the sadness. Seriously, fans, this is, I know I'm teasing her right now, but you have no idea how sad and depressed she got when she told me that her school, she, she, when she was in drama department, she brought up like, hey, we should do, you know, the breakfast club, this and that. And they shut her down. They're like, no, get out of here with that. So they end up doing another play. It was Clue, right? You guys did Clue? Wasn't it you said? Yeah, it was like the clue version of, like, it was a clue on stage, you know, like just acting, you know. Yeah, no. so they did like a, not the not the movie clue, they just did based off like the, 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 the board game, I'm sorry. The board game. Yeah, <laughs> not the movie. Not, or any not, type not of the, like TV spoof that tries to do like a mystery, like, you know. Thing. Yeah, 
it was the butler. It was the maid. Or yeah, like it, so it, 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 it wasn't, you know, the Tim Curry version with three separate endings or whatever at every movie theater. No, no, no. It wasn't that version of Clue. But once she left, you know, she's out of high school already. She's been out for, what, a year now, right? Two um, years. Two years. She finds out that her drama department has decided to do a version of The Breakfast Club. And she is so heartbroken and sad. It's, and it's rumored. So, like, hopefully, like, because... There's, I mean, like, there's been many people saying, yes, it's going to be Breakfast Club. Yes, it's going to be Breakfast Club. But then there's other people in the drama club that are probably saying, no, it's going to be something else. I'm like, well, if it is the drama club, sorry, but you're getting burned down. <laughs> sorry. And she because cried over this. So that that's what's funny. I, I, I legit, I cried to Sanch and I was like, they're doing the Breakfast Club, I think. And someone's going to be Claire and I'm not going to be here. <laughs> So, see, there you go. The school does not care about you at all. Well, well, actually, I don't go to that school anymore. So, the school would shut down if I didn't come to class. Well, you're not there anymore, and they're still open. Well. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, today's episode, uh, I'll bring it up now. We are doing Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And this... (laughs) Yeah, this movie is a big adventure in itself. This episode is going to be a big adventure episode, you know. Um, but I don't know. You know what? I, I, I should have asked you before the show. Did you even have any any uh, f- uh, freaking, uh, what's that called? Your fashion stuff? I know what. Since you just brought it up, I didn't have it, but now I do. Since we are doing Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, colorful bow ties. They're in for prom, and since it's prom season, a lot, like, how ties were, like, you know, in for guys' tucks, and, like, when they're wearing suits, you know, now guys are not scared to put a little pattern or, like, vibrant color with their prom outfit, like a bow tie. So, so all you guys out there that are about to go to their, to your girl's prom or your girl's going to your prom, yeah, don't be afraid to pull a Pee Wee Herman, rock a bow tie. A vibrant bow tie, but if it comes in red, then you're golden. What is what what, what is it when he's showing them? Like when he goes down to um, what's the the magic shop? Christ, what's his uh, Mario's magic shop? Yeah, Mario's magic shop. Mario's. <laughs> How is it? What's it called again? Mario's magic, magic shop. Mario's magic shop. Yeah, and then he goes, he's like, my good friend Pee Wee. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> the and then that's when he does his like uh, his little magic trick, and he disappears, and he comes up. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he shows him like all the stuff, and he's like, Bucks for and he shows him like the bow tie, and he's like, does it come in red? And then that's when he gives. He's it like, pulls it out. He's like, I got you, boy. I got you. Exactly. And then he shows him the head, shrunken head, and then right, and then it's the like, big. Eh. A big head. No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he freaks out. <laughs> but then he like, <laughs> and he just laughs or whatever. I like, you know what? He's kind of a, I mean, because he's supposed to be a man child and he's very perverted. Like, you know, like that's what the, the stage show is. He's such yeah. a man child. Like he's a kid. It's, it's like an adult children's show, but he's so like a kid, but he never, he never curses or anything like that. Like he, but he acts like uh, any child would. So I like when he gets the X-ray glasses and he puts them on and he looks at it. He's like, oh. you know, he looks at it and he does like the wink, like oh, he, like he just saw her naked or whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's no, so- I loved in the stage show where like he brought up a woman on stage and he had a mirror on the floor and he was just like trying to look up her dress, like you know, like just standing next to her and he's like. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> that proves, like, how much of a pervert it is. But he won't go near Dottie. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, he has an issue with Tommy Pickles, but whatever. <laughs> Tommy Pickles is cute. All right, so now it is time for Sanchez Soundtracks. Okay, Sanchez sound. This soundtrack, oh, I love, love. See, when it comes to soundtracks, there are certain soundtracks that like, like I own some just for the hell of it, but I don't ever listen to them. But this soundtrack here, I, I'm actually, you know, normally I've done it already. I've done it for two, what was it? No, three episodes, I believe, where, yeah, I started off doing Ghostbusters first. And, um, you know, I did Ghostbusters, I did Vacation, then I did The Goonies, and I all based it off of just one song. But this, I'm giving credit to the whole freaking album. This soundtrack is freaking just, uh, it blows me away. It's awesome. I mean, obviously, it's it's Danny Elfman. I mean, you know, Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, they have that relationship where they've done almost every movie together for the exception at one point like you know when i think it was like when he disappeared from like ed wood they didn't uh work together or something like that um i i, I can't remember the whole story i i i know i've talked about it like many times but at, at one point like yeah they had like a separation where they weren't no, working together but anyways um it, it was uh it was originally it was his his first freaking film that he did uh that he scored Danny Elfman, you guys know this guy. This guy has scored, like, so many movies. Not just Burton. Everyone assumes that. But, like, obviously the the main Burton, you know, he did freaking, you know, Beetlejuice. He's done uh, freaking Batman. Uh, what else? Edward Scissorhands. I mean, Christ. The Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, the list goes on Most and on. Most all of Tim Burton's just classic movies. Yeah, almost, you know, almost all of them. You know, like I said, I mean, there, there was a, a certain point where they stopped working together. But yeah, he's done the Simpsons thing. You know, he's done he's done everything is just like awesome, you know, freaking this guy has done so much music. But the thing was is this movie was the very first time he was doing a soundtrack and he was honestly he was totally scared to do this because what had happened is they filmed the movie and they done it and Tim Burton had gone to go see Danny Elfman Perfect right here for the 80s. And, you know, to go see his band, Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo, uh, great freaking band from the 80s. You know, they they did the score, or the, the score, the theme song for Weird Science. You know, I mean, I love Oingo Boingo. I mean, when you think of Halloween, you think of Oingo Boingo. They're, they're Halloween shows. I mean, I, I love Oingo Boingo. Their sound is so, like, unique. His Danny Elfman's voice, great voice. But the thing was, is, like, Burton has seen his live shows and at that point brought him on. And said, we want you to score our movie. And honestly, Burton, I mean, uh, Alfman, uh, to quote in an interview, he says, he's like, I'm going to fuck up your movie. (laughs) He he honestly was like, I'm going to destroy your movie. You could hear the commentary track on on the the dvd or the blu-ray where it's alfman just talking about the score and he says it like he was so afraid to mess up the movie and the and when he did the breakfast machine that's when he felt so confident and he's like all right i'm doing something good here and yeah because he was afraid because he had never done this but his buddy uh steve uh was it steve barrick um i always say his last name wrong but he was the guitarist from Moingo boingo came on to help him to come on board as to help him to compose the music with him, like, to, to orchestrate or whatever. So he was a supervisor on... Why am I telling you all this stuff? Regardless of the fact, <laughs> let's get into the music. I'm giving you so much backstory. Look, 
Elfman came on board to do this, and right there was a match made in heaven. Because now when you picture Tim Burton, you picture Danny Elfman. The music is just so unique. Its style fits. But the thing was, it's like Elfman came on board afterwards and started doing this music. And I mean, and you go down the line, like all these songs, just the overture, the big race, when it just... When it starts off, you know, like the the freaking dinosaur dream or the clown dream, the the just the way like the big drum, you know, all that the the freaking the the chase scene, you know, in the studio chasing, and then come on, the most famous of them all, the Breakfast Machine, and I know you've heard the Breakfast Machine played in trailers. They usually always use. The Breakfast Machine. Like, for some reason, you'll hear that song being played in other movies and stuff. And it, it, it's like, the, I think that is the most famous of them all. Of them all. I like the hitchhiking one because it, it has, like, I, it sounds like a, a harmonica. And, and it just, like, it's playing the, 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 the peewee theme, but, like, on a freaking, you know, uh, a, a, a harmonica. All in all, this soundtrack is great. This, the, the thing is, you can't, like, I bought it on iTunes years ago. Um, but you, w- the sad part about it is, like, I couldn't get it by itself. It's sold as a pack with Back to School, because he also did Back to School. He he did both of them. Like, they came together. So Danny Elfman did the score for Back to School, that Ronnie Dangerfield movie. And so you could only buy them as, I mean, you could probably find it, but it'd probably be expensive if you find the original score by itself. So they find it, they sell it in a pack together. But all in all, this uh, this soundtrack, seriously, uh, if you can, check it out. The only thing is, it's like there's no, uh, when you get the soundtrack, they don't have like regular songs like uh, Tequila from by the Champs, the you know, yeah. tequila. It's not in the soundtrack. It's just the score. All it is is a score. It doesn't have, like, music or anything. Even the song Burn in Hell by Twisted Sister, you know, the, won't you lay no evil, won't you see no evil, cause I'm free, you're gonna burn in hell. <laughs> uh, th- those were, but here's a, here's a, a random fact. Uh, for those of you who are gamers, the song, the clown dream, the when the freaking clown is like, dun 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 dun. dun. I mean, I'll just play it right now. Play it. Yeah, I'm gonna play it right now. Do it. That song there, this song here, is actually featured in the video game Grand Theft Auto V. Now, I haven't played Grand Theft Auto V. I'm so behind you know school on the shows and everything but i'm curious as to where this place so any fans who have if you're listening right now please if you're listening uh post where in the game this song pops up i'm so curious i could look at i want to try to find it on youtube or something so yeah so fans if you are a gamer you play grand theft auto 5 uh please comment as to where exactly in the movie i mean in the movie in the video game this song is so yeah so so there we have it. So if you can, I have a question. yeah. What's your favorite song out of the whole soundtrack? You had to choose one. If I had to choose one, hmm. That's Christ. That that's that's song. hard for you. <laughs> it might be. You know what? It might be the bike chase, the studio chase, because that is honestly one of my favorite scenes. Because I love chase scenes, like in movies and stuff. And I think it's more where I when I when I filmed like a short film. I did a chase scene, and I really, like, love the idea of a chase. Like, being able to mix that action, especially in editing, because you got to get the, the, the cuts just right. 
so the the the, the chase is, is just fluid it's like that motion you're like oh my gosh and all these cuts and it's and i i think it's like like hearing just the chase scene like like that part and it's so funny too like just the chase and like it it's so um over the top like literally like you know it like just you off like the edge of your seat where you're like oh my god this is great like oh my god where is he gonna go next like you know yeah and then he goes through all these studios like it, it's pretty cool you know i i would have to say the studio chase theme is my favorite second probably is the hitchhiking song yeah so as we're uh, currently recording, Renata just realized that her microphone was never plugged in this whole time. <laughs> I wonder, you know, I mean, I could hear you, but I don't. I wonder if that that's going to be an issue with the audio. I mean, it's definitely going to be an issue with the audio. Oh, now you sound like much clearer <laughs> yeah you sound better um i don't know should we start over no we're not starting over <laughs> so there you have it ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that goes to show santoff on his roll <laughs> but like i was literally rec- he sees me so i literally showed him the wire like it wasn't plugged in my face dropped and he was just like shit <laughs> I, yeah, so it kind of threw me off. So yeah, all in I'm all, sorry, I apologize. He was on a roll, folks. Like he had this all planned out. He was hype. So, bye, bad. Yeah. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Renata Zamora. <laughs> but yeah, the soundtrack again. I mean, seriously, this is one of those. If you wanna, if you wanna pirate bay this, you wanna buy it. <laughs> You want to borrow someone from it, have them make you a copy, burn it, any of that nonsense, get this soundtrack. This is one of those soundtracks that you can listen to and is honestly enjoyable. Um, even the the big, like, you know, songs still sound great. It, all in all, it's a great song. You know, Danny Offman hit for his first time out, even though he did, like, work on the music for the Forbidden Zone, like, he composed that music, it was completely different, you know, um... Uh, like this was his real first like feature film you know because that one was a a film that his brother was directing it was a smaller thing it was like one of those type of movies it was a midnight movie as he put it as elfman had put it um but this was like a studio movie and like i said um he came from his his background he was from you know first mystic nights of the oingo boingo was a big production type of live act that they would do then he started doing oingo boingo where it was like that new wave music you know and then at that point, he's like, all right, let me do this music. And for the longest time, it's like, I, it, the, the sad part is like, yeah, his, his scores are great. But I feel like that was what caused, you know, Oingo Boingo to completely stop back in, I think, 94 or whatever. Because it, or I don't even remember what year, 94, 95. It's, is it raining? Oh, yeah, it's starting to rain. But it just sucks that we don't longer have Oingo Boingo, but we still get some cool scores. So, yeah, so Danny Elfman, good job. Great soundtrack. All of them, you know. It's just great. I don't. I don't. I might use one at the end of the show. I'm still deciding on that. I might play a song, but probably not because I'm. I think I'm just. You know, I'm not. I'm gonna be playing the soundtrack as we start talking about the movie. I'll be playing it throughout the whole episode. So yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Birda birda birda. Birda birda birda. Renata's a moron yeah. again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you do sound better. You do sound clearer. So I know I sound better. I sound stronger. What movie is that from? 
don't know. I just hear it a lot. Like, the, the first time I heard it, it was like, I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm Batman. Like it, it was probably for a YouTube video. Well, it's supposed to be John Malkovich. Yeah. I don't know what movie it's from. Yeah. Cause I it's, just use it a lot. The comedian, uh, I mean, Carl, that's Carlos's favorite comedian. I like the comedian, too. His name's Pete Holmes. But whenever he does that impersonation of, of Malkovich, he always goes, I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm faster. You know, like he always says those lines. But I'm like, and I remember I tried searching everywhere. I know this isn't probably even an 80s movie, maybe. But ladies and gents, you know, any of you that are listening, if you know what movie this is from the Malkovich is saying those lines or maybe it's exaggerated you know but please comment and tell us yeah I I just like saying that line I like the Batman one I'm better I'm stronger I'm Batman (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's let's get to it man let's I don't even know where we at on time oh perfect this is a perfect time all right so late so Renaud's Introduce us to the movie that we are gonna do. Well, we're doing Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Ha ha! That was my best Pee-wee's impersonation. Do, it, do it again. What? The whole thing? Just do his imper- uh, impersonation of the guy. Okay. <clears throat> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> uh, yeah so we're doing peewee's big adventure <laughs> <laughs> freaking renata i swear we sound so like lost with this just because it threw us off with that stupid microphone <laughs> we're kind of like we're like oh, okay but we're, then we're gonna we're gonna get on our game every now and again you know what my hey. dad heard me just now and he was laughing in the other room <laughs> 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 like funny. he like he, it was like more of that like wow pretty good laugh like, oh really just, excitedly he's like all shocked he's like good job awesome <laughs> well yeah like like renaud's right here said we're doing peewee's big adventure directed first real theatrical per uh directed movie by tim burton originally you could say no wait a minute i thought he-. okay i know this was the first studio produced directed like feature film but yeah i know he did vincent and frank and weenie you know uh for disney but those were, those were just shorts. They weren't really big, you know, studio release movies. Uh, but this was, you know, Warner Brothers uh, saw those two shorts and said, "Hey, you know, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Warner Brothers. Um, they saw these shorts. They were open up, and that's what allowed Warner Brothers to bring on because it was it was Paul Rubens who saw these two shorts, and they were like, this guy looks like he would be perfect to bring my story to the big screen because." It was Warner Brothers that that saw the Pee-wee, the Pee-wee show, the live show that he would do at the Groundlings here in California, up in Hollywood. He would do like a live stage show of what you saw, uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. He did it like uh, an adult version of it, you know. Uh, the humor was much more adult, but it was almost like Pee-wee's Playhouse. I mean, I never saw the live show that they did a few years ago, but at that point, that's what it was. And oh, You would have loved it. I heard it got like so many great reviews. It was just because my friend went to go see it, and she had, like, all pictures and stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. She said, she's like, oh, the whole audience had nonstop laughter. And he he sounded just the same, even though he was, like, oh, he had that older face because, you know, mm-hmm. that show, that, that TV, not TV show. Well, he had a TV show for kids, but the stage show was in the 80s, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So to... yeah, but he he sounded just the same. And no, I mean it was the same character. That character that he created. Yeah, it was the same character. You know. Yeah, but you know it how was... like when you get older, sometimes you don't sound like like like. But when you're trying to do a certain character voice, like you usually don't sound the same as you get older. Yeah. It usually like, fades away. But like he still had the same type of voice. So, kudos. Yeah. To Pee Wee Herman. And I know he he um. Let's see. He had a he, at his at his home in his Puppet Land Playhouse. Pee Wee's entertains his audience of boys and girls in a homage to low-budget 1950s TV kitty shows such as Howdy Doody and Pinky Lane. So, yeah, so, and, you know, as all these, like, people come by and, like, they say hi to him and stuff, you know, when he did it, you know, Phil Hartman was a part of that back in, like, the old days. Um, even on the TV, sh- yeah, on the TV show, he, he freaking, yeah, he would come out, uh, who, who else, um, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, was Cowboy Curtis, like, you know, but yeah. originally it was when Warner Brothers Pictures hired him, so he started working on a script. He developed a script and his version of what he wanted to do was what we all saw in his second movie. He really loves the movie Pollyanna by Disney so he wanted to create that where he shows up at a town uh, at a town and he's like everybody's like murder murder bird and he brings all the joy and happiness to the town exactly almost what Pee-wee's big big top big top Pee-wee is where like the whole town they're all these old people they're just a-holes and the, he's like you know and he's he's Pee-wee and then out of nowhere towards the end of the film everybody the child that you know whatever that that's a different movie but at that point, that's what I said. You know, people behind Warner Brothers and Rubens saw saw Burton and said, "Hey, we want you to do this movie." And they ended up doing the movie. And and this movie was made in August. It was released August 9th, nineteen eighty five. Once again, another eighty five movie. Eighty five is a freaking. That's a huge. Yeah, it's a huge movie. I am so I mean, sad that I never got to live in that error or like year. You know. Um, I don't know. Everybody says this all the time, especially Sand. She says, I was born in the wrong era. I seriously was. I like everything from fashion to hairstyles. I mean, because I have the hairstyle already, so I was already an outcast. In, yeah. in the early 2000s, straight hair was so in. I think it still is in today. Curls just recently started coming back. But, um... I was just one big puff bowl. Like, I, I, like I just... I had braces. I had a headgear, so... Yeah, it was good times. Aww. Yeah, you you were you were born in the wrong time. You loved the the time the time frame you weren't even born in. I love the movies. I love everything. Yeah, but but that's the thing. It's like you know, you are terrible and I'm awesome. Can I just? <laughs> but hey, it's okay because even though you weren't born in that time frame, you could still enjoy everything from it, and that's why we do this show. You know and. And there you go. It's like freaking. We're now we're talking about one awesome favorite movie that to this day it doesn't matter. It like you know what, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. What's weird about this movie is that at no point does it feel dated. You notice that? Not at all. It doesn't feel like eighties at all. It just it just it's a Tim Burton movie. That's all it is. It's like when you watch, um, what's what's that movie? A Beetlejuice. That doesn't even feel dated either. Like, like it's weird. Like you watch, like everybody from all eras can watch it and not feel any type of like, oh, this is old. Like this is like you know, 
Yeah, exactly, because, damn, I never thought about it until right now, because it's like, okay, we've done other movies. If we watch Goonies, Goonies feels so dated. You got all these kids, look at the way they look, they're riding around on bikes, like, who rides on bikes anymore? The the They're, they're watching MTV, a music video on MTV, there ain't no more music videos on MTV. Right away, you'll see that scene and be like, who does that anymore? You know, there's so much stuff that makes it feel dated. All these, every movie that we've done just feels so dated, yet... This movie, not even the music, because you'll watch a movie and the soundtrack, just like, oh, this is so 80s. Like, look, listen to the music. Yet with this one... It's Lauper, period. Yeah, like, <laughs> with this movie here, Alfman's music is the music he's been doing since now to the 90s to, like, the future. Like, every, every almost... There are some some soundtracks that he does that, like, for instance, he did Red Dragon. I think that was the prequel to Silence of the Lambs. And it doesn't even sound like... Uh, uh, Elfman status, you know, the way uh, or more Burton style. Like, it didn't sound like that. It was just Danny Elfman scoring a movie. But yet, you know, Alice in Wonderland, that was in the 2000s, whatever. And that music, the way it sounds, it was the same as Pee Wee Herman. Yet, that movie, again, at no point, nothing in that movie do I watch and be like, oh, that's 80s. Oh, that's 80s. Because everybody's so extreme, like a cartoon, that it's just like, meh. Except, oh, only one scene. Actually, now that I think about it, only one scene feels very dated. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. I mean, I, I, I hope I guessed this right. Is it like when he goes to the bike store? No. No? Because I, I feel that's kind of dated. Because there's all these bikes and the way uh, Dottie's dressed and, like, you know. No. Like, that's when I think you really get to see people. But, you, but you'll see girls like that dressed now. Like, maybe the biker BMX guys, like, you know, you won't really see them dressed like that now. But, I mean, it, it's it's... It's it's still like to me. I feel like it's just part of like the fun, the the cartoon of it. Like mm. like that's what I'm saying. Like I you you watch all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Like I, I at no point do I even feel like, dude. This is this is like so like oh this is like oh it feels dated. Like at no point. If I'm wrong, please tell me, people. Like fans, if you can like be like you know what no 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 Sanch uh that scene here like or this right here or that i mean i could only think of one scene though that does feel still still dated and it'll be like good morning peewee good morning mr breakfast come on <laughs> can i have some mr t cereal you think that's oh because it has like the 180s thing yeah exactly that's the only thing i could think of because it's like all right mr t cereal remind you oh, okay yeah mr t cereal but other than that the whole thing you know the the studio chase like even there like they're doing you know movies and stuff but it's just like ah it, it just nothing feels dated or maybe you know what okay two scenes feel dated the other scene i, I referenced it earlier and again it's twisted sister won't you lay no evil yeah. won't you see no god i'm free you're gonna burn in hell i'm burning hell and then any chance that sanch could sing so yeah, so so do I do. I do the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 okay. I've been talking a lot. Come on, Renata, share, share your uh. love scenes that you like. Say, because I mean, I, I could just go on with trivia on this movie. But okay. let's Dude. talk about love that we had. Because earlier we were talking like just, you know, scenes, quotes from the films. Like we were talking so much. 
I mean, talk about how, like, all your friends, your boyfriend, everybody looks at you odd because you enjoy certain scenes and you still laugh to this day. Well, let's, let's rephrase that. Um, I mean, I just, there's so many scenes that you love. Like, I actually have all the seasons of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, you if, do? Yeah, I have all the volumes. Oh, and wow. I'll, I'll just sit one day on a rainy day and I'll literally watch from volume one to to all the volumes. I think they only did like four volumes, I think. Yeah, four, yeah, four seasons of yeah, Pete's Playhouse. Because there were so many episodes. That's why there was only a short volume. Like there was only like four seasons because they did so many episodes in one. Um, so many episodes in one season. Yeah. Right now. But, um, whatchamacallit. Uh, I just love the movie. It has, like, the music you said. It's great. And, okay, so when I watch a movie with my friends, like, there's just corny lines in there, like, that you just notice in the movie. Like, you know, after you watch the movie, like, 10,000 times, you're mm-hmm. just... You, you catch, like, little things. Yeah, and that's true. It, it all of a sudden becomes a laugh. I think the reason why I laugh at it, because I never recognized it, and it just becomes so clear. Like, you know, like, because you know all the, you know all the lines. Like, you could, like, if you watch the movie, you could literally say the lines in your head as you're watching the movie. But, you know, and then when you just catch something off guard that you just never, you just always pass by, you're like, ha that was, that was, oh my God. I'll, next time I watch, I'm going to laugh at that line because I thought that was pretty cool and I never heard of it after that. And I don't know, like, I just like stuff like that, like, especially corny little lines. You know, like, stuff that, like, the people around, like, what was the one line that I just, like, kept saying I laughed at? But, like, we were talking about, we were talking about some... We well, there was some, a lot of lines, so I don't know which one you're yeah. referring to. Oh, yeah, like, um, oh, I don't know, like, they're just, like, when Dottie, like, she's fighting with Pee-wee when they're down in the basement, and I, I, I brought this up twice, talking to him. Like, <laughs> and I was like, she's like, Pee-wee, and he's like, What? Oh, uh, we're all gonna go get some air. What do you mean? Cause it's hot in here. Hot? Who's hot? <laughs> like he's so just dramatic. Just to me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel just perfect. In fact, I can't even remember when I felt so cozy down here. <laughs> and then I, I love when he like pretty much just like I don't know if if it's more of a like a hiss. But when he goes to see the psychic, <laughs> oh, yeah. he turns into some type of, like, mean, like, crazy creature, like, out of the darkness. And because he's so upset that he loves his bike. And then she's like, here, let's take your coat off. And he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so he just turns into some, like, weird thing. And he's like, oh, if you want to be wet, it's all right with Madam Ruby. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I'm not going to mess with a crazy guy. You do whatever you want. <laughs> and you know that. One of those guys is uh, Tim Burton. That's a little cameo that he did. Yes, I did notice that. You did notice that? Yes, I did. How, how did you notice that? Because they don't even show him. I mean, like his face. He's just in that I shot. I didn't read over it. Huh? I read over stuff. Oh, okay. You said you noticed. I'm like, how did you notice? You could only find out unless you read it up or something. Well, after I read it, I did watch it again. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Ah. Liar, get out of here. Oh. Why am I a liar? No evidence, men. <laughs> men. Men. So what else? So what, what else? What else can you say about this movie? I should have never talked about this before we recorded. <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm just repeating myself. Note to self: 
Don't well, that's talk. the point. That's why I always say don't talk about 80s stuff before we record. Because then this happens. Because then you're like, oh, Christ, I already said that. But it's like, well, yeah, but our fans haven't heard it. That's always, a, I always try to control the conversation. But it's like this movie, I mean, I had so much love when Renata started, like, saying, like, okay, here, here's some backstory, ladies and gentlemen. Originally, we were supposed to do Uncle Buck. Um... I told Renata, like, hey, do you want to do Uncle Buck? I mean, no, she, I told her, hey, I can record. I'm free this day. You want to record? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll record, you know. And she's like, okay, awesome, because normally we record on Sundays. So then Renata was just like, okay, yeah. He's like, I'm like, you pick. You know, we, I've already been picking the films. Like, you pick. Okay, well, let's do Uncle Buck. I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, I had not seen Uncle Buck in years, honestly. Um, and I was like, damn, I need to rewatch it. And she's like, it's on Netflix. Wasn't on Netflix. She's like, well, here, go on YouTube. Usually YouTube has all the movies. All right. I went on YouTube. Nope. Wasn't on YouTube. So then she's like, here's some websites where you could watch it. Like movies to watch on. All right. I went to the websites. Uncle Buck wasn't there. So I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> so we were running out of time. And I was like, all right, if we record this episode, you're talking, Renata. Because what, what can I say? Like, honestly, like, what can I talk about? So then that's when she's like, well, we can do something else. I was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, uh, do you want to do Pee-wee's Big Adventure? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, yes, we do. I it was like, like a little kid on Christmas. He was just like, yes, finally. Yeah, I was so excited because I was like, oh, my gosh. Because then I was like, dude, sound just soundtracks. Like, I got so happy. It's like, that's why with, with what I like, of, like, I just, because like I said, like, this, I love everything about this freaking movie. Like, as a kid, I love Pee-wee Hermit. Now, I wasn't one of those annoying kids that was always going around being like, ha, ha. You know, like always, because I couldn't do his voice when I was I a was. kid. You know, <laughs> you know. But I still, I loved, I loved everything Pee Wee. I, I, I loved the, all, the, all his movies that he, all his movies. I mean, I loved, you know, freaking the two movies that he did. You know, I, I loved the cartoon show that he did. I mean, the cartoon show. I'm sorry, the, the, the whatever Pee Wee's Playhouse. I'd watch that every Saturday morning. You know, and then the soundtrack. Like I, when I, I mean, I got this soundtrack years ago. But I, I listen to it to today. I love the sound. And that's why I just started talking about. And then just Danny Elfman alone, like the connection there with Burton. And then I started talking about, you know, Oingo. See, now that you're talking about the soundtrack, I have to download it. Like, yeah, I have it, to put a plan. It's a I great, you know, I'll, what I'll do. Oh, actually, I can't. Oh, yeah, maybe I can. I'll, oh, wait. No, no. Damn it. I was going to say I could give it to you. Well, you know what? Whatever. I, I... <laughs> he just contemplated five times if he can give me the Yeah, because I, I was, like, trying I, to yeah, figure I... it out. Like, and, and when I start thinking about it, it's like, for the for the fans that are listening to this, and they're like, what's the significance? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> no, but, but, but seriously, um... I was Again. actually more of a big fan of the, the. I mean, not not a big fan, I should say, but I really like the TV show. Like, mm-hmm. like I love the King of Cartoons song. Presenting, presenting the King of Cartoons. And then like the song plays, and um, I liked. Uh, Here's a little note from Penny, and then like Penny with the little cartoon. She had the eyes. Oh uh, yeah, would she rub them? Like yeah. <laughs> Hello, my I'm name is Penny. I'm making peanut and jelly sandwiches with my mom. <laughs> that was and that was you earlier with your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes, happy National Peanut Butter and Jelly Sandwich Day, everybody. <laughs> and then I always, oh, you know what else I liked? I liked this connected, connect the dots. It always went to hell, but I love connected. Connect the dots. La, 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 la. And he would connect the dots, but it would always 
end badly for him. Something yes. would happen where it would mess up. Like he would do a spaceship, he would ride the spaceship, and then it would always crash or burn or something. And he'd like. I remember he went into he went into the he did the connect the dots thing in the magic screen, and then like he goes and then he comes back out of the magic screen. And he's like, I feel sick. <laughs> like, and then like all of a sudden he has to be put to bed rest, and he wants to play with his toys, but like and he's still sick and everything. Yeah. Still, oh, and um, genie. No, Jambi. Yeah. Jambi! What was it? Make a look a high, make a hiney, hiney ho. And he comes out in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. That he he play. He's the guy where, when he's walking... Remember when <laughs> Carlos was telling me that he him and his girlfriend went to go see Conan O'Brien, and he, he films at the Warner Brothers studio. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that when they're... You know in, the, in, in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, when they're walking into the studio, and then he's like, he's like, how do I get in? And then he sees... Um, What's that? That I can't think of the actor. That, I know who you're talking that about. That famous the actor. actor. Yeah, they're walking in, and then he's like, he says something, a joke about a duck, and then he's like, ah, duck, you know, and he like squeezes the cheek of the yeah. the card, you know. And Carlos was telling me that his girlfriend did that, like when they were walking in through the gates, that she did that. But like, you know, obviously, like no one's gonna get that. But Carlos laughed because it's like, hey, it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know, it's that line. And I was like, dude, that's something I would so do, you know. And and it's just cool. But when he walks up to two actors, he walks up to a guy and he's like, hey, where are they? Where's Lot? Whatever filming. And he's like, um, I I don't know. And he has like a high pitched voice and he asks the lady, he's like, um, I think it's over there, you know. And that. Where's uh, Where's Kevin? Um, yeah. He's like, where's that kid's? thing at yeah, I can't, right. yeah I, can't, I can't remember that what exactly the line but yeah that's Jambi right there it's like oh you know he featured all these people you know that he he was friends with that he did the show that he that he did the live show the one at the ground means like, wait the lady was Jambi no 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 the guy in the red suit was Jambi mecha lecha hi mecha hiney hi yeah that's him oh, that's Jambi oh god really yeah yeah I, I can watch that yeah, and then, like, for instance, Phil Hartman was a part of the show. Phil Hartman was a big player when it came to the Groundling, and he was friends with, the, you know, obviously with he uh, with uh, Paul Rubens. They did the show together and this and that, and, and the reporter at the end when they're at the drive-in and when Francis comes over and, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, it's my good friend Pee-wee, you know, whatever, trying to, like, play it off so he could ride his bike. The reporter right there is, is Phil Hartman. You know, Phil Hartman was a part of that. You know, there's also another cameo that I didn't know this until years later. You know, it was years ago, but it was years after. Remember when he goes to the bar and then they're like, oh, he's like, I say we hang him, you know? Yeah. yeah. I say we this and that. And then the, the, the chick, there's a girl that comes up. Yeah. He's like, I say you give him to me. And everyone like, ah, that's Elvira. Really? That's all Vira. Yeah, that's all. That's how Vira looks without her her makeup or anything. I was like, oh wow, and I didn't know that. And I mean, obviously, as a kid, I, you know, all I know is Vira. I never, but then you know, people probably knew that then, but I didn't know that. I didn't find out till much later when I was older. But yeah, I say we let him go. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my favorite scene is the part where he gets on the motorcycle and he turns it on. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and then. He drives away and it get it's like it gets all quiet and then he just hits the sign and fall <laughs> and then he just falls over. That's it. Like it's just so cool because he drives off and he drives off into the distance. It gets very low. I know. And, and then like... you, you just hear <laughs> and he crashes and he falls. 
And that's it. That's it. He falls. But then that dream. Oh my gosh. That clown dream. Well, that was freaked me out. That is seriously the scariest thing ever. Those clowns look scary with their happy like. You know, like, I mean, no one can see my face. I know this is, like, not perfect for <laughs> audio. I'm not doing faces, but Renata can see, like, the... <laughs> well, you know, that's what they do. Don't they do that face? I know you can't see me. It's unless... all, like, a dramatic facial. Like, I actually know why people are afraid of clowns. <laughs> if you want to record me doing it, go ahead, because then people would know. But it's, like, yeah, that, it, isn't it scary, though? Because then it's like that. The clowns are running, and they're like... Well, yeah, I mean... Like, I, I listen, Tim Burton was probably so excited to do that because he's just already a person who likes to do dark movies. So the fact that he could probably freak some kids out by putting clowns in a in a dream. Well, actually, it's in his nightmare. So, But was that Burton, though? See, that's the thing, though. Burton it, came I on mean, board. Like, he, had to, he, he had to be a part of it. Uh, I like, mean, but but I mean, he didn't write the script, though. Because the script was already written when he came up. Well, the script was written with Rubens. He came up with the idea. And then once Burton was hired on board and everything, the the people... I mean, he probably was so psyched to do that. Yeah. I mean, because that's what... I always wonder about it. I mean, when it came to, like, that the Burton part of it, like, was that really Burton idea or was that Rubens idea because even Phil Hartman and one someone else one of the other guys that was friends with Paul Rubens rewrote some of the script so that's why it's like how much influence did the you know Tim Burton have on on this first film but then again if you notice the doors when they're running down the hallway of the dream they're yeah. kind of shifted they're tilted weird. yeah yeah exactly yeah so. so maybe you know what you're probably right i we don't know we're assuming but burton if you're listening we highly doubt it <laughs> watch he actually be listening like hey wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh no i just and like everyone wonders like 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 just a simple question like, why are people afraid of clowns yeah why are they afraid of clowns well I was I was taught this in psychology last year because that's one of the most pho- like one of the most phobias that people are scared of. What is it called? Do is there an actual name for clown? Um, oh, it's it, it doesn't has nothing to do with clown has nothing to do with the word clown in it. But like, hold on, let me look it up really quick. While uh, while you do that, I'll I'll you I'll talk. Okay, that dream sequence, that clown sequence, seriously, is the freakiest thing I had ever seen. Even as a little kid, those freaking clowns are scary. They're supposed to be happy. They're running around in circles. You see their faces go up, down, high, low, and then you got that clown doctor. Like he looks like he's the only normal one, and then he does that part where like he he's like has a blowtorch for some reason he starts blowtorching the the bike and then he shakes his head like you see the clowns all sad like and then the clown like he he shakes his head left and right looks up at peewee peewee looks at him like you know kind of like motioning the hole without saying it like is it gonna be okay and then that's when he pulls off the mask and then you see the clown face and he's like ah you know screams and then he like freaks out oh there we go here we go yeah yeah calrophobia cow it, like that's it's pronounced like uh it's c o u l um i just lost my place let's just call it clown fear yeah we'll call it clown fear <laughs> it, 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 but it's a phobia so getting back to why people are afraid of clowns okay reasons why is because when kids see a clown or when anyone sees a clown it's a when they see someone overly dramatically like moving their mouth 
and holding it for periods of time, like it's unnormal to humans. It's like it's just like an unnormal thing. Like you like when you when you see somebody and like they're just doing a weird face, don't you kind of like even though you're laughing and you're used to the person, don't you kind of back up a little bit and you kind of are like ha ha why like you know like you're unsure like you know in a sense like you get like that weird feeling don't don't you automatically like when someone's doing a weird like dramatic face you're kind of like you kind of step back a little bit don't you feel that way mm, not, i mean well if someone's doing that close to my face then yeah like i'm gonna yeah, kind of it's like you know like right like or like say next year or something and they're like playing around but they say oh look look what i do this face you know yeah. and they do some weird dramatic face but People that people don't understand that they don't like when things are unnormal. Like they don't like when things are not normal. So like when you smile, you smile regularly. But when someone's really smiling, like 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 okay, I'm making faces too. <laughs> but when someone's like really like making dramatic faces or you know just like what Sancho's doing, like that's weird. And people get scared about that. People get backed up. And and when people laugh weird, you know. They think it's wrong. That's why people are afraid of clowns. And then until um, Stephen King's, like, It thing came out, like, everyone just started really being afraid of clowns. That's when, like, it really started to hit people. Like, that's what my teacher was telling me. So it just it, it's just about the unnormal things that people, like, like normal facial expressions and unnormal facial expressions. I guess that's how I put he put it. So... I don't know. I would be freaked out. <sighs> I'm literally rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I had to do that because Renata's over here, like, explaining what. <laughs> it like, I, I'm actually afraid of clowns. Uh, the more you know, ladies and gentlemen. We were schooled by Renat's. <laughs> well, not really schooled. More like, you just learned a little something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, clowns are freaking scary. Uh, they are. I mean, what? A, okay, perfect example. Rem, right now, the song Stolen Bike is playing right now, okay, in the background. The stolen bike song is being played. Now, remember when he shows up to his bike, what is the thing that he sees aside from his missing bike? A clown. And remember how scary that clown looks? It's just waving. And its face just looks all like evil. And they actually obviously did change the face (laughs) to make it look evil. He's like, ah, you know, like, I can't even do the stupid laugh. But that looks freaking scary. Like, you know, and he's like freaking out. And that's why, like, the one thing I wanted to say about that dream sequence, there's something that always bugged me about that damn scene. I was watching it the other day with my little brother. Hell, I was watching it earlier, too. And when the stupid, when, when the clown doctor pulls down the crane, like, he, I mean, the, the handle thing, you see, like, the, the little, like, hooks come down. And then it grabs, it's supposed to grab the bike. It grabs nothing. It, like, you yeah. look at that scene. Nothing is there. Like, it just grabs the out. And then the next scene, it shows it lifting from the tire. Lies! That's not what happened. I didn't see that. It just grabs the outside. It grabs nothing. And then it goes over to Francis, who's a devil, and he's like, you know, oh! No! <laughs> I know. I always used to think, like, when I was a kid, I'm like, it doesn't even sound like he's saying now. It just sounds like he's going, The second time it, it's, it, you hear it clearly. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, as a kid, I couldn't even understand it. So I, yeah, would, I used to do like, that, like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> like, that's freaky. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there was a four, I mean, a third dream sequence. You could, really? you could watch it. It's, it's one of the deleted scenes. Uh, you could watch, I have it on Blu-ray. 
um, you could because I lost my DVD. I had the DVD and I lost it. I don't know what happened to it, but there's it's a dream sequence where um, Pee Wee he rides in a car with a bear. There's a bear and Pee Wee goes to bed. And then it shows him at a at a circus, and he's on a high wire. And so they're playing the you know the dream. They're they're playing the dream, and he's he's on a a high wire, and he sees a bear on a bicycle, his bike. He's on a bicycle, and Pee Wee's just balancing and this and that with an umbrella in hand. And then the bear removes his mask, and it's Francis. Francis is laughing, ha ha, and Pee Wee falls. And then the you know Francis is just laughing as the bear, ha ha, you know whatever. And then it cuts to. Pee-wee waking up and the bear's licking his face. And when the bear's licking his face and then he's like, stop the car, I need to make a call. And that's when he stops and they drop him off at the bar and he goes, makes the phone call. I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> and then, you know. So technically that was the second dream sequence. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the clown came. And he was in the hospital yeah. after. And then that's when he wakes up and then he sees the the movie that's being filmed and they're using his bike oh yeah that's true okay cool <laughs> i didn't even catch that but yeah that that clown dream is is freaking uh scary i mean it probably i think that was the first time we saw scary clowns before it because this came before it you know no, as soon as that doctor like removed his mask like that was just yeah. like, that was the freakiest mm-hmm. thing ever oh my god like I, I like I used to purposely skip over that scene when I was little because I was like I don't want to see a, a scary clown yeah why no because <laughs> <laughs> that's, no. that's, that's what I you know you were you were researching at that time so I was holding the audience at that point like with the conversation and I brought that up that that part is the scariest because you see the one person that looks normal doesn't look like a clown and then pulls off his mask and he's a freaking scary clown like with his face and you're like ah you know you freak out it, it, it was it was scary i mean hell large marge that scene come on yeah do you um, know it by heart or no you tend to know a lot of stuff by heart okay. here goes oh god <laughs> somewhat i don't know but i don't know the year which is years ago on a night just like this, I've seen the worst. No, I witnessed the worst accident I've ever saw. I don't know ritually by heart, but he was like, there was a guy jumping off the Empire State Building. What? And like, You're way off. And I don't know. I'm I'm off. On this busy. very night, 10 yeah, years ago, along this same stretch of road, in a dense fog just like this, <laughs> I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound like a garbage truck dumped off the Empire State Building. And when <laughs> they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted burning wreck, it looked like this. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. The worst accident I ever seen. I get off here. Yeah, and the, lift. <laughs> and that whole scene, she doesn't blink once. Watch that scene. She, I guess, well, I don't know why she, she she chose not to blink, but she didn't blink at all in that whole scene, and that was scary. Yeah, like I, I like I don't think she was scared, but when she did that, it was like. <laughs> That was freaky. It was like it came out of nowhere. And that was, it was scary. And I love that it was done with clay. Like, it was so cool. Like, it was all animated. Like, it was awesome. It was stop motion. And if they did Pee-wee today, you know that'd be CG. And it's like, eh. I like that because it gives the, like, it adds to the whole. Because you would see that in, like, Burton movies and stuff. Like, the the way things were animated then. 
And I like that. Like, I, I don't think we You're such an thing. old soul. That's what you are. You you don't like anything new. Well, no, I mean, I not that it's a bad thing, but you just like, you, you like know, how things were done with... Yeah, I love that. Like, I love, I just love the whole, like, like, just flat out practical effects, you know? And that was a practical, people got together and created that instead of one guy sitting at a computer. You know, like, I like, I I, I love, there was even one animated scene, and it was the part where Pee Wee gets left. When, when, what's his name, um, Christ, what's the, the, the convict's name? I can't even, Mike, right? No. Nikki. Mickey, yeah, Mickey leaves them when after when they, when Pee Wee falls asleep, and then they fall and they're like ah, and then they Mickey, Mickey, yeah, and then he leaves them. He drives off, and that part where he puts on his goggles, that's all like a cartoon. He's like, huh? 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 you know, and he turns it on, and he just sees all these animals he's like ah, and it's like all cheap, but it looked cool. I liked it, you know. But it's one thing that I had it on Betamax, and here's one thing that. I guarantee you, most of our fans probably won't even know this. And some of you old souls, I guess, if you saw it on Betamask, will notice this. If you saw it on VHS. If you watch it on VHS, the scene where he's driving in the car with Mickey, you know how you see the signs, like, driving by, like, different signs? Like he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The signs, they're going through, right? Well, yeah. it, I remember we had it on Betamax. You could see the actual track, like, the track that they put it. It's like a little train track it looks like a you know small track and they're just like pushing the sign so it looks like it's just coming by the camera but you know to give that effect and they bring that up on the dvd commentary it's not on if you watch it on blu-ray now or dvd they're able to format it and fix it so you can't see that but if you want if you listen to the commentary they mention that they'll be like oh this was the scene we used to hate because you could so notice that scene but I mean, so if you had VHS or or the the Betamax of it, you'll see that, and it's it's so like cheap. It's like eh, it's just there, you know. But that's why it's like the two scenes. I remember when I was a kid. Now when you watch it, that's gone. But that's st- that scene where it never uses the hooks to catch it. Still freaking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> and you got to talk about Dottie, man. We we can't leave out Dottie. Another. Yes. Okay. So. Dottie has to be one of the most adorable characters in, I think, any movie. Uh, I think so, because she just has this, like, she's, she just has, like, that little girl, like, well, teenager attitude where she's just, I don't know what she sees in Pee-wee. I really don't, but I guess she just, she she really likes him, and she's all over him. She's like, Pee-wee, I want to ask you something. And he was like, so she says, Pee-wee, I need to talk to you. You are talking to me. Like, he plays, like, that hard to get, like, actually not hard to get, but he plays, like, a 13-year-old boy who hasn't hit puberty yet like that's not even interested in girls but then again has like perverted moments yeah you know and so she's just like she she wants to go to the drive-in with him and we all know what happens at the drive-in yeah and he's he he tries so hard to not like go with her and everything like that but i just want to know why he just not interested in dotty why no dotty because he he has maybe maybe what it is is he's like the the He's supposed to play that typical boy character. We you know when you're young, you're because he's supposed to be a kid. In reality, it's supposed to be like a kid. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like he's like doesn't like girls yet, you know. So, or, or or who knows? Maybe she's the ducky of the movie, you know, and he has no interest in her. They're just friends, you know. And I like when he calls home and he's talking to Speck. And <laughs> when he goes, like, put Speck on the phone. Speck, I, I, I know, I, I know, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Speck. 
All right, Spec. All right, Spec. Put Dottie back on. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when she asks that that when 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 he's saying that he's in Texas, and then the famous line when he goes, "The stars at night are big and bright." Deep in the heart, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hang up. <laughs> I like that part. It's so cheesy. I, 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 sometimes I just want to go out somewhere and yell that out, but I don't think anybody would say. <laughs> Let's go. We have to go to Texas, the Alamo. I wonder if we have any Texas fans. Does that really happen? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, they probably hear it constantly. I mean, it probably if you go to like a more touristy place in Texas, they'll probably do it for you. But like, I don't think like in Houston they would <laughs> stop and be like, Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like I, I love Dottie. Dottie's just so adorable, and she does everything for him. Like she's she's so loyal to him, and I love how much of a friendship and loyalty that she has with him. But it's kind of it kind of blows. Like at the end when she comes with the bike, and he instead of like hugging her, she he hugs the bike, and then she does the like oh I'm fixing my hair. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's like. My bike, Pee Wee. <laughs> he kisses the bike. He's like, Daddy. And he just gives her the look like, I don't care about you. Yeah, but before that, she assumes he's going to hug her. And then she just and does like, oh. Uh, she, does, she does the kiss. Ah. Does she like, she was, like, she, she sticks her uh, lips out. Yeah, and she thinks she's he's going to hug her. That's why she puts her arms out. But then she goes like, oh, I'm going to fix my hair. You know, I'm um, like, oh, poor Tommy Pickles. But she tries it again. Like when he says, Daddy. And then like, yeah. She, and he's kind of like, uh, all right, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and then it's, it's just like, oh, poor, you know. And and there's a, you know, the the scene. Um, I was reading about this that, cause she has like a crazy like, one of those things. I remember when I was young, I heard this story, and it was all like, you know, people thought it was like, oh, urban legend, but it was like legit. It was a true story, and you know the scene where um, where Pee Wee's being like. Take because he he faints at the store. Remember, he goes, Daddy, and then they they carry him away in a stretcher. Yeah, well, her face just completely like turns white, like all like you know. And he had afterwards, he had asked her, like, Hey, are you okay? What happened? Well, here's the, the, the story part that I used to hear this story, hey, like, Daddy? yeah, Dottie, the, the character, Dottie, her face, her, her person that she freaked yeah. out, you know. I think it wasn't any time, time daily, right? She does the voice of, of Tommy Pickles and stuff, um, and she does. She does one of the Powerpuff Girls. It's not Blossom, but it's someone else. Uh, Bubbles? Or, no, Buttercup she does. Buttercup, yeah. And um, what you call it, yeah, so what happened is that her her boyfriend, the year prior to this movie, um, had killed himself by accident. He was on set, and they were, he was like just get, waiting for them to start shooting. He had a, a gun. And he had, there were with blanks, and he emptied them all out, and he left one in there, and he, he played, like, like a, a Russian roulette thing, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, but I guess at that time, like, he, he, no one, he didn't know, people really didn't know that blanks, almost, a fire almost at a close range, fire like a real gun, I mean, maybe, I don't even think, maybe he even knew there was a blank in there, he, maybe he thought he emptied them all out, or he knew there was one, because he spun it for some reason, and when he put it up against his head, and when he pulled the trigger, it was so hard of an impact. It's it's like an explosion. It's almost like a bullet that it caused, you know, horrible damage in his brain and caused brain hemorrhage, and he died. So 
when obviously like on a stretcher being pulled away and all this and that, it brought back memories of that moment to her and she freaked out. And that's why her face got like all white. And to her, it was like a serious moment because it was on a set and everything was, you know, and I remember hearing about that and I was like, really someone, um, actor shot himself and I didn't know it was real. And yeah, it happened. That's why. So I don't know if that's the take they use. If her face is all like freaked out or not, but maybe they use another scene, but I mean, I know that that's the thing. Like, she, she freaking freaks out. But other than that, like, it's just uh, um, her character. I mean, again, it's cute and all that. But that's probably the only serious moment you'll see in the movie. But aside from that, yeah, she's always, you know, Pee-wee's kind of a, a dick to her. And um, at the very end, at least, you know, she looks all cute on her bike. And he brings candy and, like, throws it. And when you hear her laugh, you hear Tommy. You hear Tommy in that laugh. I swear, yeah. listen to it, you hear a little, like, <laughs> you know, or whatever, laugh. And I'm like, oh, and then they drive away in the bike. Yeah. I don't know, I think that there's, like, a love-hate relationship. I think he secretly likes Dottie, but I don't, he, he hides it. He's probably, like, like Helga from yeah. Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Helga acts like a bee, you know, but secretly loves, and maybe that's what it is. You know, he's... He, I mean, he loves his bike, but he doesn't love her. <laughs> Maybe he's putting all his affection towards his bike because he doesn't want to show how much he loves Daddy. But you know, yeah, well, that's true. Who knows? I mean, you know that freaking Pee Wee massively loves his bike. I mean, he, you know, he has a whole like three hour meeting, you know, with the, <laughs> the whole like town. And he's like, we have a problem with Amazing Larry. Or you want, you have something to share with us, Amazing Larry? And then he like looks at him, and then I. There's a deleted scene with the amazing Larry at the magic shop. He's a magician, and that's the thing. It, but they deleted that scene, so when we see him, we're just like, "Who the hell is this guy? Why does he have a mohawk? What the hell?" And that's what it is. There's a deleted scene where amazing Larry. He's like, "Hey, I wanted to see my new trick." Shows the trick, and he has a toupee, and it floats around. But he's like, I'm trying to, like, kind of, I, I, I give, I, I can't remember the line he said, but I think he says, jazz it up a bit. And then there's, like, a punker outside the store, and then, like, Pee-wee sees the punker. He's like, what about that? And he's like, oh, that's, you know, yes, that's perfect, Pee-wee. And he runs outside, and he sees the the, mo- the guy, the punker, and walks away with him. So that's why he has a mohawk. But when you're, when you, you don't see that deleted scene, you just see like, who the hell is this guy? And why is he amazing Larry? Why does he have a mohawk? What's so cool about this guy? And why don't we know more about him? But, you know, I don't know. Hmm. I think we did so much talking about Pee Wee. Yeah, 105. We're actually, yeah, we did a lot. (laughs) My good friend Pee Wee. (laughs) I know, yeah. No, I love when he's like, he's like, what's the kid's name where he says, what's this? Uh, it looks like a pen. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes, what's this? Too slow. He's like, chip. <laughs> no, he goes like, no, he goes like that. He's like, all right, I'll, how about we do the whole thing? Then he's like, this box contains over 217 bits and pieces of information. Sorry, I'm not doing the voice perfectly, but who cares? Uh, information evidence. Exhibit A, a photograph of the victims, my bike, and me. You know, like Spec. No, Spec growls, right? You know, and then that's when uh, Exhibit B, another photograph. What's missing from this picture? 
it's just me without my bike. You remember? And then that's when Amazing Larry is talking to Mario. And then he's like, is there something you can share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? And then you hear the music. Dun! And his face looks all. And then it's like, Exhibit C, the horn I was picking up at Chuck's Bikorama when my bike was actually stolen. And then he, he like freaking honks the horn. Yeah, he like presses it all hard. He's like, Exhibit D, Jimmy, what what is this? He's like, too late. Chip. He's like, uh, looks like a pen. And he's like, exactly. A pen I bought exactly one hour before my bike was stolen. Why? What's the significance? I don't know. <laughs> and then that's the whole line. Oh. Yay! And then that's why I like the bike. I, when I was a kid, actually, I, I, I'm sorry. I want to keep talking about this real quick. When I was a kid, I loved, I loved the tequila. That was the one thing that I remember. I loved tequila, the song, because of Pee Wee. And I would, like, I remember all of us would, as kids, you know, me and my cousins, we would always do the Pee Wee dance. I mean, you know, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up because this happens all the time. Once we're done recording, I remember stuff I'm like, ah, I didn't bring this up. Ah, man, I didn't bring this up. Ah, I forgot to bring this up, but I just remembered this right now. And yeah, I remember doing the stupid dance where like you do your your heels and you're like and then I'm like like it's such a stupid dance but I remember as a kid I loved love that dance and we would you always show a video I will of you doing it too bad you're not here to record it <laughs> I'll, I'll ask I'll ask Carlos to record me um but yeah but like I remember doing that dance and then like you know, it, it was just like, all right, he just knocked over his, all the bikers, like, motorcycle. Like, he walks out. They kick him out. He's safe. You know, and he knocks over the bikes. They get him. He's like, I say we kill him. They're like, yeah. I say we hang him. Then we kill him. They're like, yeah. I say we stomp him. Yeah. Then we tattoo him. Yeah. Then we hang him. Yeah. yeah. And then we kill him. And that's, like, the only, like, like he sounds like a Mexican when he say, has that Mexican <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then and we tattoo like him. The whistle. You know? They're like, yeah. And then, I say you let me handle him first. <laughs> yeah. Wait, don't I get a last request? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when he goes over to like the the like the buster and he goes and then he takes off his shoes and he goes all short. That's then, why I, that's what I don't understand. Like I mean I mean I understand like but how did he go? He, he he knew exactly what he wanted to do. What was he staring at the place? Like he only had like one view. I mean, he didn't even get to look at the bar and see the guy's shoes. How did he know to go up to him and like? That's true. How did he know about the freaking shoes? One, how did he even know that tequila was gonna even be in the jukebox? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was all planned out. Yeah, and, and, and it was just like okay, and but then when he does the song, like. They're still looking at, like, what the hell's going on? It's not until he breaks the the, the big old, like, glass, like, that whenever, every, I always remember those glasses were going, like, to a pizza place, and when you order soda for the table, they usually give you that, or someone orders beer, but our mm-hmm. family, we didn't drink beer, so when we got soda, we got one of those big old pitchers, and I remember, he gets in, he drops it and breaks it, and then everyone's like, yeah, you know, and that's when, like, they all think he's awesome, because he breaks a few things, and then that's when he, um... They're he's, laughing at him because they think he's like, like, like he's a cute kid. Like, okay, we'll let him go. You know, he's he's trying. Like, you know, like we'll we'll, we'll dance to this. You yeah. know, we'll think he's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just like you're. You know, you're right. I never thought about that. Like, how the hell did he even know the guy had those shoes and then the song was even gonna be there? But I just remember as a kid, we. It's all... like he didn't even search through the whole jukebox. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, okay, I'm 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 gonna 
you know, get in the DeLorean real quickly and, and travel to the 90s on this right here. So Renata might be happy with this. But I think tequila really, really... Um, I know what you're going to Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I wonder if you're going to... Okay. Tequila <laughs> for 80s kids and 90s kids, I think tequila represents... Two separate things. For the eighties, for the eighties, it represents obviously, you know, Pee Wee Herman. It, it represents big, the big adventure. It, re- it represents his dance. When you hear tequila, if you're from the eighties growing up, you always thought about, you know, Pee Wee doing his little dance. That's what I did. I love that song, Tequila. For nineties kids, I honestly believe when you hear Tequila, it makes you think of the Sandlot. I know. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew. <laughs> because remember, they get on the ride, the tilt a wheel or whatever, and they play tequila, and they're eating. You know, they all they decide tobacco. to chew. Yeah, the chewing tobacco. They put chew in their mouth. They're like, yeah, and they're like, woo, and then they get all all dizzy and nauseous, and and then they all start throwing up. And that, and I think really, like, if you're like a '90s kid, I think yeah. See, you knew what I was talking about, and I you were a '90s I was kid. I know what he's gonna say. And there you go. See, and honestly, I believe that. For 80s, you have that. For my 90s, boyfriend has the whole sa- soundtrack of the Sandlot. Oh, yeah, like he, my boyfriend has the whole soundtrack with all the songs from the Sandlot movie. He has it all on there. Oh, really? Uh huh. Like he has te- tequila. He has like the beginning, like like that whole like huh? I I don't know what that that song's called, but like huh? you know which one I'm talking about, huh? right? Huh? Huh? <laughs> You're like. Burr, 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 burr. Like, <laughs> like it's that song. Like it's it's at the beginning of the Sandlot movie, and like when like like the baseball team, like the old like the rich kids come in and they try to like play the game with them. And that's when they're coming into the Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. And then you, if you watch that scene, you see um, squints. He throws his glove backwards, and yeah. he hits one of the kids in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but. We'll go back to the 80s on that, but I just wanted to point that out, that that song just really, like, it stands out. Like, it's like, for me, it represents Pee Wee Herman. It represents that stupid dance, those big old shoes. It always represents that. I remember we would always do that dance. We would try to, for some reason, we thought getting all low and doing it like how he does was, like, really, like, wow, that's awesome. Mm Because it honestly is hard. Try to be on your tippy toes and do that. I can do it. All right. uh, Well, let's see. Right now? No, no. You know what? Let's see that. We'll, we'll have your parents film you doing the dance, and I'll ask Carlos to film me doing the dance, and then we'll. Who, who does it better? Competition. Who does it? Yeah, better? yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll separate the clips into one clip or whatever, and then I'll put the music behind. <laughs> I'll put tequila, so you could do it without the music, and yeah. we end up doing that. So yeah. And then the, I have to bring up this scene because I, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, it's gonna bug me. Is the the freaking the the pet shop scene? When he goes to the pet shop. Yes. And it's just like, at the okay, here's the one thing. He's saving all the animals, right? Even at one point, he scoops up the fish. But yet, when he's to the last animals, he sees the snakes. Look behind him. There's still a fish tank fish full. Fish in the tank. Yeah, there's still fish there. So it goes to show those fish died. They boiled up in water. No, but, but did you hear? But when, he's, but when the firemen catch him, he's like, there's still some fish in there. He says that. Like, remember when he... he oh, he does? Over. I thought he just says something else. I don't know. Still some fish in the store. And <laughs> he falls over. This boy's a hero. This boy's under arrest. <laughs> and then they just arrest him, yeah. <laughs> and then the one scene that me and Carlos, we always laugh, and I think Edgar, we all talked about this scene a while back. It, it has to be when um, 
when when he's driving through and he first he sees the the you know he sees the the, the surfing and then he's like surfs up and then they then they accidentally the boat gets stuck with the the, the little <laughs> skiers and they're like ah and then they go and then they run into freaking they're like la 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 he's like merry christmas and then that's when like the 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 kid the two kids that are on the the freaking like they're like uh skiing they fall into the snow and then they get stuck on the reindeer horns and then santa's like whoa and then he gets pulled (laughs) along and then he's getting pulled and then that's when they're going they go back like a godzilla movie you know again practical effects someone in a suit and then the guy's like pulling the rope he's like pulling it and then the thing falls and then that's when um godzilla lands with santa and that part's funny and then that's when they come across you know d snyder and all the twisted sister guys won't you lay no evil won't you see no evil because i'm free you're gonna burn in hell and then they're like seeing it and then that's when he's like how's it going and then they're like he drives yeah and they're like what the hell and then that's when you see the the car and they're like ah and then they because he slicks them and they're sliding and then that's when they crash and then just that quick scene of the of godzilla sitting in the car he just goes whoa and that's it and he just crashes and he just i don't know why it always made us laugh and he just crashes like, whoa. <laughs> the freaking, the guy, the guy, this is Godzilla. He's just sitting down and he crashes and he hits the boat. And for no, and he's, he's just, just laugh. He's just, just it's, it's sound. He just whoa, <laughs> and he crashes and then that's it. And then it's just it's cool. And then at the end of the whole chase scene, he goes uh, and he flies away. And the kid goes radical. He goes <laughs> and then he just gives him the thumbs up and rides away. Well, yeah, because the first time that he tries to do a trick, he falls. Oh, and yeah. And I said, I meant to do that. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah, but he wasn't even doing tricks. He was just riding in the bike. I mean, the, in the park. And he yeah. saw some BMXers doing tricks. So he starts doing And I remember as a kid, we used to do those, his stupid tricks that he does on the bike where he kind of lays, like, on the pedal. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing that stuff when we were kids because we thought, like, yeah, we're pee. We, we could do this. We're awesome. Then he crashes. Yeah, and he's like, I meant to do that. But, you know, anyways, I mean, we've talked about this so much. Uh, there's so much we could keep going. Earlier, we were on the phone. We were just quoting so many lines. I mean, we, I mean, we, we could continue going. This it, this episode would be huge, but, you know, we got to be able to, like, to, to cut it, you know, yeah, early. Unfortunately, guys, I know you guys were probably listening to this and being like, yeah, yeah, oh, my God. Because I know I would. Because this is a great podcast. It's the best podcast ever. Yeah, it is. It's the <laughs> nah, I think uh, Renata's solo podcast that she's been doing secretly for a while, that's the, the greatest one. Imagine you did. Oh, my God. What if I was just like, hey, this is the Shut Up and Listen podcast where you shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> anyone knows where that's from, like that Shut Up and Listen, that's actually from uh, Princess Diaries where uh, Lily. Um, she has a podcast? No, well, she has, like, a cable show, Princess Amelia's um, friend. Mm. Just, would you go on my cable show? And it's called Shut Up and Listen with Lily Moskovitz. And she's like, hi, this is Shut Up and Listen with Lily Moskovitz. Lily, Lily Moskovitz? Yeah. You know, it reminds, Moskowitz, it reminds me of Moskowitz, you know, from, remember American Tale? Ooh, we gotta do that movie. Do you remember American Tale, you know? Mm -hmm. Did you ever see American Tale? 
Crickets. Are you serious? You've never seen American Tail? Dude, that's Steven Spielberg produced, man. You gotta check it out. I gotta see that, dude. I know. There's so many movies, actually, like... that one. Somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, that's where the song comes from. It comes from American Tale. Because, like, the character, their last name is uh, Mouskowitz. <laughs> Mouskowitz. Or they're Jewish mice. And they save the day. No, that song came from Wizard of Oz. No, not, not Somewhere Over the Rainbow. What, what's... What, damn, what's you that? were singing it. That's what I was singing, huh? No. Well, damn it. What's that song from uh, American Tale? I know there, our listeners are like, ah! They're, like, yelling right now. Like, is he... You blew it! <laughs> Yeah, nah, damn it. What is it called? Ugh. I can't remember. But anyways, um, what you got? I what were you even saying? I don't even know what the hell you were talking about. I don't know what I was saying. I was talking about Princess Diaries because I said if I had my own show, it would be called Shut Up and Listen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up and listen. Or what about Shut Up and Drive? Shut up and drive, drive, drive. Oh, that's an actual song. Yeah, Rihanna sang it. Oh, I was I was thinking of um, freaking. I think I was, it, it may have been the Deftones. I think it's a Shut Up and Drive. Yeah, Shut Up and Drive. Oh no, that's Rihanna. That's a record rock song. <laughs> and sh- and Shut Me Up. That's Mindless Self Indulgence. Uh, Do you remember the Spice Girls? Stop right now. Thank you very much. I need somebody with the human touch. Hey, you always on the run. You gotta slow it down. Baby, gotta have some fun. <laughs> wow, this is a, a weird podcast. Is it, is it a full moon right now? <laughs> I'm in rare form, people. Yeah, rare you know, form. before we go, remember, people, to, to comment... Uh, I mean, uh, tag us in an image of, of of our image. Remember, of our logo image, and you'll be automatically entered to win a cool, you know, geeky prize. You could win a geeky prize from you know the uh, from I was about to say the Brothers Bear Pod, uh, from eighty eight miles per hour podcast. You know, and, and yeah, like ha- join in on the fun. You know, have a be a part. You know, you could win something free just for listening, and also too, just comment, tell us what you think of the episodes. Um, just like, you know, on e- each time we, like, post a new episode, just leave us a comment. And go to, please go to our iTunes and rate us, subscribe to us, and leave a, leave us comments. And just let us know what you guys think about our show. It would really, it would really help us. It would uh, help us grow and build. It would just be something awesome that you guys can do. Yeah, yeah seriously, guys, we really appreciate it so much if you guys do that. They literally take two minutes out of your time even if you just write great podcasts or awesome podcasts and just rate it like that'll help us out so much like just something small but if you feel like writing a, a little bit more than that then you're that that's awesome just something just to put on itunes yeah and and if you do that renata would do a funny dance for you guys actually okay. we're already gonna be doing a dance yeah, so I'll just I'll sing opera because I know how to sing opera. Or you know what, you people, you fans could request a song and Renata will sing it, but it has to be an '80s song, so it relates to our show. I think they're like really over. I don't know why. To me, they're like man. I was about to say they're overrated, but I'm not really a fan of a freaking Blondie. 
I especially hate that stupid rap song that she does. The bye bye Freddy and the better better better. I have no idea what you're saying. So yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go, I have to do my my '80s song of the week. Seriously, this song, I I have to give credit to uh, one of our fans. I know she's a follower of a Brothers Bear podcast. I know she follows us. Um, but she is et, et, etnis or whatever it's n e n i t s i s. Um, I I don't know even how to pronounce that. But she had posted a, a video of this cartoon show that was on Cartoon Network, and it was I guess she was writing that it's sad because it's getting canceled. But the video, the that the clip that the show decided to use a song. It was Space Age Love Song by A Flock of Seagulls and. Since I saw I saw this on Monday, and ever since then, this song has been... I've been whistling this song. It's been stuck in my head. I've been listening to it. And I was like... And honestly, I think this is Flock of Seagulls' best song. I mean, everyone... For some reason, it's all about... And I ran! It's always about that freaking song. But I honestly believe this song... Miles and I walk 500 more. What? <laughs> That's Are you singing the 500 miles song? No, I'm singing I Ran by Flock of Seagulls. You're singing, <laughs> you're singing the freaking, what is it, the Pretenders. That's a 90s song. Or I think it was like late Sorry, 80s. And then it, yeah, I, I, all I know is that that song was released like years before the movie. And then the movie came out and made it a hit. But you're way off. I'm, uh, come on, I Flock of Seagulls. I Ran. I don't know. I just, I heard that and I just it popped up in my head and I just wanted to sing. <laughs> no, it's uh, remember and I ran, I ran. All right, here he goes. So like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was featured in the trailer for Grand Theft Auto. Vice City, you know, but anyways, uh, you know, I, they have, you know, a flock of seagulls has like a, a, a bunch of other, I love wishing if I had a photograph of you tell telecommunication, but seriously, space age love song. Oh, I mean, I love that freaking song. And, and that's why like, I, I, I want to give, you know, a shout out to, to her to be like, Hey, thanks. Cause I'm all, because of that, I'm picking this song as my song of the week. You know, it, it, this song was released back. It was a single in 1982 again from the from the band of Flock of Seagulls. You all know when you think of 80s, you think of the hair. You and whenever you see crazy hair, you for some reason they're always yeah. Oh, Flock of Seagulls, Flock of Seagulls. For some reason they're always related to that crazy hair. But that's why it's like ah. Oh, so th- there you go. At the end of the episode, stick around for a, a great song by a Flock of Seagulls. I think their best song by them. So. So stick around and check it out. So there we go. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Renata, you want to say some words before we go? Thanks, guys. Yeah, Renata's Thanks lost. for the lift. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, uh, you know, if you have any any uh, recommend, I mean, you know, you know what? Just leave us comments. Tell us how we're doing. Please, you know, give us some feedback. We love to hear feedback. If you think. We're desperate. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not desperate. But we want to hear. We want to hear from our fans. You know, we hear from from certain fans like you know 805 Pete you know even Adam Barker even the okay, uh, Mark and Eric podcast you know we, but we want to hear from from everyone else we want to hear from other people what you guys think what you know and and just give us some feedback see what you think so yeah so i think we've we've talked enough about you know this movie so i think it's time that we we just casually walk sit in the car 
of our DeLorean and travel back to the future.
everyone, Sanch here. Make sure to check out the Brothers Bear Podcast Live, a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies, cartoons, video games, comics, TV, music, and everything else entertainment. We are live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on RantRadioNetwork.com. Hey, sorry for interrupting this great podcast you're listening to, but I'm Cody from Yeah, A Lot of People Like That, a great new movies podcast. Myself, along with my co-host Charlie, sit down and attempt to catch up on some movies that have passed us by. Recent episodes include box office hits such as The Avengers and Silver Linings Playbook, along with some smaller movies such as Cabin in the Woods and I Saw the Devil. Join us as we give a second opinion on movies, while also talking recent movies, movie trailers, movie news, and just pretty much anything else we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to search the whole long name of the show. We made it simple. Just search Yelpcast. That's Y-A-L-P-C-A-S-T. Yelpcast. Nice, short, and simple. Give us a listen. You won't regret it. Now back to your regular scheduled program. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.